0: Was this a national championship team this last season, Patrick? That got robbed uh, because of this this pandemic and everything going on.
1: It most definitely was. I I feel like this was this was our year. Hey guys, it's Terrence Mann. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go Dawgs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka Pew. And how. So we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go live, go know.
2: Hi, this is Charlie Ward and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose.
1: This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No Bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football
2: field, Dion Primetime Sanders
1: great Dion Sanders my brother what's going on bro? man I, I could wake up to that greeting every day man that was awesome hello those fans this is former Seminole Derek Brooks and you're listening to Hear the spear presented to you by no game day James Wilder Jr. what's going on James thanks for having me on SSOD for the state or die and go no William Barnum Floyd gentlemen what's up
0: What's happening, guys? This is Logan from here. the Sphere presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on Tuesday, June 30th, uh, recording. We have two guests on tonight. We haven't had two guests in just a little while. Uh, With us tonight, we're going to have Patrick Williams, former Noel, future potential NBA lottery pick. Uh, Patrick Williams talks about his career at FSU, uh, talks about some funny stories there. Also, his preparation for the NBA draft um, and a whole lot of other great stuff. He was awesome. I think you guys will really enjoy listening to it. And then also we have FSU recent commit tied in Kobe Gross. Um, He joins us to talk about what made him want to commit so quickly to FSU and Mike Norvell here in Tallahassee, uh, what he's going to bring to the table um, and some recruiting, too, and a little bit of Luke Altmaier and others. Uh, and then for the rest of the podcast, we have a lot, quite a bit, little bit of football to talk about. Austin's got some great updates basketball-wise. Things are kicking up over there recruiting-wise. And then we're going to run through our top three worst candies along with FSU trivia and bad dad jokes. Uh, but with me this evening, I've got lead writer and editor Dustin Lewis along with Austin Vesey, our lead basketball writer. What's going on, gentlemen?
3: Not much. How are you all?
2: Same as last week. Still stuck inside.
0: Yeah, we are still stuck inside. It sucks. It really does.
2: At this point every day I wake up I just draw like a little crayon marker on the wall just to you know keep a tally of the days. <laughs> you probably what, have to do that. What? What day are you at? A lot.
0: Well, I was going to say, you probably have to do that anyway because you stay up till like 7 a.m. So you have no idea, no <laughs> idea at all what day it is anyways. All well, righty. So there that is. Uh, there goes my joke or whatever that was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I we have a, we have a stacked podcast. It's probably going to be another two-hour one. We had Demarcus Walker last week. Uh, we're, we're The guests are rolling. Uh, if you guys haven't yet and you're listening on iTunes, uh, it'd, it'd mean a lot if you'd rate us five stars. It helps grow the podcast and get more listeners on. If you hit that subscribe button, too, you'll actually be notified every time we release a new episode. So then you won't just have to go to Twitter to know whenever we have posted a new one. But if you leave a review, too, that helps a ton. And we love feedback from you guys. Uh, but, yeah, I think we should go ahead and jump in. We have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff uh, tonight, yeah. so uh, let's jump into well, the ACC uh, and the West and Durham show. They they put out uh, was it the West and Durham show, Austin? Pa- Packard and Durham. Packard Durham. Um, they put out their all-decade team. Uh, we can go off the first list here, uh, and they did offense and defense coming in at a quarterback. This is the all-decade team. Deshaun Watson from Clemson. Uh, A.J. Dillon from Boston College. Dalvin Cook from FSU. The two running backs there. Uh, and then wide receiver-wise, Sammy Watkins. Jamison Crowder from Duke. Tyler Boyd from Pitt. Uh, tight end Eric Ebron from North Carolina. Offensive line-wise, Cam Irving. Anthony Castranzo, uh, uh, Garrett. Broderberry and Bradbury. Jonathan Cooper. I, I knew I eventually had would screw something up. Uh, along with Jonathan Cooper and Trey Jackson. That is the offensive side of things for Mark Packers. All decade team on offense. Anybody got any kind of problems or, you know, just kind of anything bother you in this list at all?
3: I mean, obviously people are going to be like, oh, where's Jameis? Um, I mean, there's a, a ton of debate between Jameis and, Deshaun Watson and even Lamar Jackson, um, you really can't go wrong with any of the three. I think the biggest miss is no Rashad Green.
0: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a crucial miss. I think a lot of FSU, even FSU fans, but you know, college football people and people that do reporting on this kind of forget about how um, big Rashad Green was for FSU. Not only you know big plays, but stats wise, man, he he, he shattered a lot shattered a lot of things. Anything to you, Dustin?
2: Um, I mean, I'd say it's a pretty fair list. If anything, I think Dalvin Cook's got to be your RB one over AJ Dillon.
0: I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's that. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's a way better running back than AJ Dillon, but I don't think they're I don't think they're set like RB one, RB two, and then wide receiver. Oh, I
2: got you. I got. You.
0: They're just kind of like listed on here. Um, I think for me, offensively here, uh, what happened to Nick O'Leary? Um, I'm you looking mean,
2: at stats uh, here. I'm okay with Eric Ebron there. Yeah, if there was two tight ends, I think Nick O'Leary's got to make it. But if there's just one, mm-hmm. Ebron.
0: I mean, because we'll get
2: to... In NFL, uh, everything.
0: in NFL, we can we'll call it football. Because we'll Nick O'Leary time. won a national championship. Nick O'Leary also had more touchdowns than Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron only had a few hundred more yards in him receiving, um, and Nick O'Leary uh, w- played without gloves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good point, good point.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think it's a little miss here. Let's see.
3: I mean, did Ebron he, play fewer seasons?
0: Um. Let's see. Nick O'Leary played...
3: Nick O'Leary played four. And, yeah, and Ebron played three.
0: But... Nick only had one touchdown his freshman year, and
3: so did um, Ebron.
0: But I'm looking at touchdowns wise, where this just starts to get a little silly. Where I think people how, forgot how many
3: about did O'Leary finish with?
0: 18. Eric Ebron eight. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. that right there is my big. Uh, that's got to be switched. That I think people forgot about Nick O'Leary. I understand Eric Ebron's still rolling in the NFL, um, but Nick O'Leary. I think.
2: I mean, I I could, I think you could also argue maybe Brian Stork could be down there with the offensive lineman as well. I I think, think right, yeah. I think he was arguably better than than Cam Irving in Garnett and Gold. Brian Stork was an anchor on that 2013 line. Oh, yeah. I I,
3: I disagree with that. I mean, obviously, uh, Stork was very good, especially at Florida State, but it's hard to go against. Cam Irving. If you're gonna replace anybody, replace Trey Jackson. That's
2: true.
0: But a better center overall, you'd have Cam Irving over Brian Stork?
3: Um I don't know. I mean Irving was just great wherever he was. I mean the the offensive line in twenty fourteen uh, was pretty bad until Irving switched to center.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I know they, they did some good switching there. He was having to he had he changed and really helped that offensive line a lot. It, it, uh, it fix a lot of cracks uh, on the defensive side here. Uh, Mark Packers, all, all uh, decade uh, team for defense. He's got defensive end Bradley Chubb, defensive end Shaq Lawson, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, uh, defensive tackle Marvin Wilson is in here. Defensive tackle, Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. Aaron Donald, obviously, from Pittsburgh. Uh, another obvious one here, Luke Keekley from Boston College. Um, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Uh, linebacker, Micah Kaiser from Virginia. And then safeties, uh, Quinn uh, Blanding from Virginia. Safety, Derwin James from Florida State. Cornerback, Jalen Ramsey, FSU. And cornerback, LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, what are y'all's first kind of thoughts from this one?
3: First thoughts is why did he include four defensive tackles, and not one of them, is Timmy Jernigan? Yeah, yeah. Or even Eddie Goldman. I think you. I think a argument can be made for either of them. I would take either of them over Marv, honestly. Just for what they've done up to this point, not to say that Marvin hasn't mm-hmm. been unproductive or that he's not going to have a big season in twenty twenty, but just for where they stand right now, I'd take Timmy or Eddie.
0: Yeah. No, I'd take I'd take Timmy Jernigan over Marvin Wilson most certainly. I think it's really weird to have still a current player that's still at FSU on here. Like, I mean, I, know, I, I think there's a lot of hype for Marvin Wilson heading into this season, uh, most certainly. Uh, but Timmy Jernigan is just it was, was just a different animal. Uh, dude won a national championship, um, came in highly touted, and did his job. Uh, and he played national championship with the flu. Uh, he was absolutely dying during that game, and I, I think a um, little disrespect there for Timmy Jernigan. He, he, he was nasty, sideline to sideline, big boy, um, and a really good tackler, too, really good tackler. Um, but, I mean, you know, if Marvin Wilson has a great year and he goes past uh, Timmy Jernigan, then so be it. But also, Darren Wilson is going to have a, um, a good amount more time at FSU than Timmy Jernigan had, too. So, yeah. Um, Loko Ocho still should be on on both of these
2: lists. Would you guys call me crazy if I said, I don't think Derwin James should be on there?
3: Honestly, I mean, I was he's the most talented safety. I mean, he's arguably the most talented defensive player on this list outside of Jalen and Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, he was hurt his sophomore season. And his junior season, he was still kind of working back Broken back from the injury, it wasn't that hundred percent. His freshman yeah. season
2: he was amazing. Yeah, his freshman season was um, phenomenal. But yeah, I could uh, I could understand an argument for him not being there. I would flip Lamarcus Joyner for Derwin out because Joyner played safety in college. So I'd have him in place of joyner or in place of Derwin James, excuse me. And then I would have um, Xavier Rhodes in at cornerback. You could well, play I mean, with what happened?
3: Rhodes you could said would, I would take there?
2: I would take out Derwin James oh, okay. and replace him at safety with Lamarcus Joyner and then have Xavier Rhodes at cornerback okay, and Joyner I at safety.
0: Okay, I thought you were about to remove Lamarcus Joyner. I was getting nervous.
2: Oh no, no, yeah,
3: you could put a lot of different corners there. Xavier, PJ, Ronald Darby, any any of those you could make an
2: argument for for
1: making mm, this not list. Not Ronald
2: Dar-
3: Darby was I think Darby was better in college than PJ was.
2: His last year, he's a little suspect there were some times oh darby yeah
0: yeah 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 there were there were some definitely he did not want to get hurt he had to go to the nfl draft (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what it was i'm in pj
2: yeah and that's why i'd have a guy like xavier rhodes there because i mean he played extremely hard throughout his college career and just continued to be more productive as as things went on Mm mm-hmm you, you never thought that he was looking over his shoulder at the NFL draft.
0: Uh, this is the next list here. This is Wes Durham's all-decade team. He puts Jameis Winston um, over here as the best quarterback. Dalvin Cook, two Noles back-to-back. Travis Etienne. Uh, Rashad Green gets some appreciation here. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Same tight end as the last list, Eric Ebron, Nick O'Leary has disappeared. Uh, I don't know what they're looking at, what's going on, Um, but, uh, yeah. And then Greg Dortch from Wake Forest, uh, Mitch Hyatt, offensive line from Clemson. Oh, this name is awesome. Uh, Omarigi Omarigi Uzi uh, from Georgia Tech, Garrett Bradbury, NC State, Lakin Tomlinson, Duke, Cam Irving, FSCU. Uh, Any thoughts on this?
3: I'm surprised Dorch made the list, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, and honestly, and Travis Etienne, there was Clemson had a good stable of running backs throughout the decade, I mean, even going back to. I mean, CJ Spiller was more 2009, but they've had some really good running backs there. I'm surprised Etienne's the one he went with.
0: Uh, on the defensive side of things. He selects Bradley Chubb, defensive end, Vic Beasley from Clemson, uh, Christian Wilkins, Clemson, Aaron Donald, Pittsburgh, Luke Heakley, Isaiah Simmons, Micah Kaiser from Virginia, Jalen Ramsey, corner, uh, Kendall Fuller, Virginia Tech, Quinn B- uh, Blanding, Virginia for safety, and Jeremy Cash also as safety from Duke. Um, I'll just go ahead and say right now, I think – one thing that we need to keep an eye on for both of these lists, uh, defensively, uh, Christian Wilkins should not be allowed on this list at all because of what he does with his hands after plays on players. <laughs> um, I mean, the most does... the, the,
3: the, to me, the most notable thing is why Jeremy Cash? Of, uh, all the safeties you could go with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very, Jeremy ran-
3: Cash. very random.
0: Very random. Yeah, Christian Wilkins should, uh, uh, you know, some people like different things, um, their interests in different things. Maybe that's, you know, it might be something that uh, they're doing at Clemson or whatever, what they do in the locker room and the showers, but um, that should be removed and Timmy Jernigan should be there. Um, But yeah, Christian Wilkins should not be allowed um, after what we've seen him do on camera. Uh, There's evidence there of him. Uh, put in, put, putting his hands in certain areas after plays are over uh, with uh, opponents. Putting his hands in different areas. Very, very different. Uh, I I don't think you'd see Timmy Jernigan doing that. I don't know about you two, but <laughs> I don't think I'd see Timmy Jernigan doing any of that shit. Uh,
2: Timmy Jer- Jernigan would just body slam you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that'd be it. And he would might say a few things to you, but that'd be it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, uh, those are some interesting lists there. Um, I think Interesting. T- and again got robbed and I think Nick O'Leary got robbed anybody else Any anybody else get robbed in here
3: I mean LaMarcus got his his respect on the first one but I mean to me that's a shoe in LaMarcus was so good for Florida State
0: yeah absolute stud absolute stud sorry cash but bye give me LaMarcus <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, uh, and honestly, if they were going to throw in safeties, I mean, a non-FSU guy, Anthony Harris, for Virginia was really good. And he's even balling out on the pros now. Um, to me, to not see him is kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah. Quinn
2: Blanding was very solid for Virginia, though. So I can see yeah, why he, he would get the recognition, especially because he was like a former five-star recruit.
3: Going to Virginia. Him and Anthony Brown. <laughs> even if Anthony Brown was trash.
0: <laughs> uh, on to football recruiting right now happening while we're recording fsu commit four-star quarterback luke altmeyer is currently competing at the elite 11 dustin may may have a, an update here um but yeah he's he got he was the last to be invited uh, to the elite 11 so he's out there competing and it's good to see an fsu guy getting out there and competing with the best quarterbacks in the country
2: yeah, like you said, Myers out there competing in Nashville at the Elite 11 Finals. Um, I believe 20 other quarterbacks are, are also in action working out. So it, sh- it should be a good competition over the next couple of days. And I think whenever you get this, this much elite talent all together, you're always excited for what's going to take place. And yeah, just moving on into uh, some of the recruiting updates for this week. A crystal ball is in for 2021 four-star defensive end, Chambray Jackson. He's, he's currently rated as the number 222 overall recruit in the country. Um, I believe early, earlier this week or over the weekend, uh, 247 Sports, Knowles 247, Josh Newbor- Newberg put in the first crystal ball for Jackson to Florida State. Right now his crystal ball is 100% to FSU. Um, some other contenders in his recruitment are Alabama and Auburn, but I guess right now, Knowles 247 has him leaning towards Florida State. And I believe that's something we've also said on the, pa- the podcast in a couple recent episodes. He's a guy that we expect to uh, wind up in Tribe 21, potentially a guy that moves inside the next level, even though he's listed as a defensive end currently. Also, FSU offered 2021 linebacker Thomas Davis out of Lowndes High School in Valdosta pipeline that's produced guys like greg reed and telvin smith in the past davis had 16.5 tackles for loss and 11.5 sacks as a junior um he recently decommitted for mississippi state and um miami has been heating up in his recruitment but now that fsu was offered i think location could play a factor there so we'll just have to see and finally the defensive end board is starting to expand a little bit in recent in recent days, FSU has offered three star three three star defensive ends, Kyron Montgomery from Indiana, Byron Turner from Louisiana, and Landon Watson from Texas. So those are three names to keep your eyes on as uh, we continue to progress through this recruiting cycle. All right, so
0: I say we jump into the hottest segment and podcast in the podcast industry right now. I think um, top three worst or top three worst segment. Uh, and this week the topic is going to be the top three worst candies. I think this will be a pretty good one um, uh, because obviously everybody listening to they have theirs in mind, already thinking about it, um, what their favorites are. And so if we name one that we think has got awful, then they'll probably tick up, probably piss them off, and they'll never listen to us again. So uh, what a great thing to do here to bring that up. Um, and why not? We we should just get started. Uh, Austin said he's already got two. Should we? Should we? Should we start with you, since you already have two?
3: Yeah. Like, as soon as you texted us the segment, uh, this mm-hmm. was the first one that came to mind. Uh, Butterfingers. Horrible. Just stick on the roof mm. of your mouth. They taste bad. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why it's a candy anymore. I really don't.
2: They just break apart everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've never really been interested in eating one of those. I'm looking at them right now, too, and nah.
2: They don't even look
0: good.
3: Like, like you see yeah. a candy, you're like, oh, "That looks, you know, that looks good." Butterfingers. Yeah. So disappointing.
0: Yeah, it's not that appealing. I, I can feel you on that one. I've never really thought about like, oh my god, I'm, I want to go get a. Like and
3: like you, you like you're trick or treating on Halloween night. You you pour out your bag at the end of the night. You pull eight butterfingers. Like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> Throw it away. Crash. Throw it away.
4: <laughs>
0: I, think, I think that's a solid pick. I think that's a solid pick. Uh, I'm going to go with an easy one here, which I thought you were about to say, but I'm going to go Candy Corn. That I, is had
3: the, I had yes. that on my list and took it off because I figured okay. someone was
0: going to say it. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, okay. Well, still, uh, someone had to do it, and that's why I'm here. Um, that's just absolutely disgusting. I I already don't really like candy that much, but it's absolutely nasty. I, dread, I always dread having it. When I was ha- when I was younger, uh, Halloween. Um, I don't even know how to be a kid anymore. What, what do you do? Halloween walking? What is it?
3: Trick or treating? I just said it. Halloween walking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, when I was going trick or treating, but getting that candy corn in there, it would always fall out too. So like, it'd be everywhere at the bottom of your bag, and it just I. Like, what do people do? Do they suck on it? Do they bite it? Um, it's just like sugar that's colored, I think. It's just like a it's like a rock that's just sugar, you know?
2: I don't even know if it's sugar because it tastes like shit.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't. It doesn't have any taste. To it. I'd rather eat regular corn than have candy corn any day of the week.
2: I'd rather you know? eat a napkin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. Mean, never mind. Um, But yeah, candy corn, I think that's an easy choice for a lot of us. That's just absolutely dog shit. And I don't even know why, like, do they still give that out anymore? There's got to be an upgrade from that. Like, if it was chocolate and it was a shape of corn, then I'd eat that. But I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what candy corn is. I just don't want to put that in my mouth anymore. Uh, Dustin, do you have one?
2: Yeah, I was going to say Smarties. What? Like, oh, oh! <laughs> I used to like them when I was a kid, but wow. I, they're just like so—they're so chalky, dude. Wow! Yeah. Wow! It
5: makes my oh, mouth all still... dry.
2: That's—I wouldn't say
3: that's one of my favorites, but that's—that's a—that's a good one. Come on,
2: man! It was all right when I was seven.
3: That's yeah.
0: Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: All right, no love. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you never? um Used to like when you had Smarties, you could like cut them up, like you could shake them or grind them together, and then you could like act like you're smoking them.
2: Y'all never did that?
3: I mean, no, we did that all the time. We I
2: mean, elementary school. I did it, but that's not. That doesn't make that them a, more
0: awesome. That attractive to me? I don't know. <laughs> I used to do that in school, and my I would go into the closet, getting back from recess. I'd always be the first one in, so I'd grab all the Smarties. And she'd always be like, why are you in there? Why are you grabbing those? Uh, i never tell her why, but then again, I'm under my desk. I'm grinding them together so I can get a fat hit of Smarties. I wouldn't, like, put them in my lungs, but you could just suck them in and blow them out and look like you're smoking. So that was really awesome. That was in elementary school, too. Jesus, what is wrong with me? Yeah. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) Oh man, something's wrong with me. Uh, Dustin, you want to r- relay us back around for your number two?
2: Is that what you want me to do?
0: That's what we've been doing. Last, I'm couple. just,
2: I'm scared, man, because Austin's. Uh, I'm. Yeah, right. Right now, you're zero for one. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> all right, all right. So number two, uh, tootsie rolls.
4: What? Oh, <laughs> 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 what?
0: Wow. Can you please give us a statement before Austin gives his remarks?
2: I mean, they're just... They're hard to chew, bro. They just get stuck to your teeth, and they don't really taste like much of anything anyway. And I'm what? like, 30 minutes later, I, it's like in my back molar, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I just don't get it. Like, if I want some chocolate, I'll just get like a Hershey bar. i um... <laughs>
3: blown away i've never met anyone that didn't like tootsie rolls what about the like the fruit flavored ones have you had those
2: Ugh. oh wow. oh
0: Justin, man. Eat fruit. you gotta remember dustin
3: doesn't uh, eat yeah, fruit that,
4: that ain't so. fruit <laughs> <laughs> wow fruit flavored yeah
3: oh i'm i'm honestly blown away
0: i think austin's about to leave the podcast <laughs>
3: Yeah, if, if we would not have to talk basketball after this, I'd be out of here already. <laughs> uh, all
0: right, mine up next. This is just disgusting. I, I mean, I used to have them, yes, but like I, I didn't want them. Like I was always like, please have these. And it's probably like a, when I was little and the girl was like, ah, do you want some candy? I'm like, yeah, why not? I just got to be on her good side or whatever. Um, But hot tamales, I don't want to mm-hmm. have that burning in my mouth. Interesting. Like
2: I, I don't see that. Don't just even doesn't consider that candy. It is. Yeah, it's a, a candy. candy. It's definitely I, a candy.
3: That's. I mean, I don't. I do have an opinion awesome. on that, honestly.
0: Yeah, like there. I know we've all had them. They do. Then whenever you suck them, then all the taste is gone, and so you just like with a a a. I don't know. A pill of sugar or a pill of just. I don't know what's in my mouth. I think like a lot of these candies. We need <laughs> to start. testing What's actually in our mouth? Um, but I hot tomorrow. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, hot tamales. I don't think anybody really goes to the like maybe theater and is like, oh, I gotta grab some hot tamales. <laughs> Just doesn't seem like. Uh, this doesn't seem right. Uh, Austin, I think you're up next.
3: Yeah. Uh, my number two. Uh, it's not not really a popular candy over here. Uh, I feel like it's more of an overseas candy. But uh, licorice
0: Um, yeah, I mean... Is it like the red one or the purple one? The the black licorice is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. no, no, yeah, no. I'd rather eat a turd off the ground at a dog park than... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Not that good. Dustin, you don't even like them?
2: Not the black licorice. You know, I'll eat some Twizzlers.
3: I don't even like Twizzlers that much. I, know a lot I don't like, like them that
2: much. But they're—I I mean, they're alright.
0: They're now, kind of flavorless. Yeah, I don't know. I just always think about how I feel after eating stuff. and It's like uh, chewing
2: on plastic and strawberry at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, alright, so, right, so you have to relay us back. So you're number three. Yeah. Austin.
3: Yeah. Uh and this was the like when you again when you texted us texted us the segment, Mm there's two that immediately came to mind. The first one was Butterfingers, the second one, uh Almond Joy. I just I don't think
2: coconut
0: I don't think
3: coconut can be in a candy and be good.
0: Oh yeah, I already hate coconut, so
3: Yeah, I do too. And why someone decided it could be a candy and sell successfully, uh, is beyond me.
0: Remember, People are on drugs, so that's probably it. That's just disgusting. Now you made me nauseous.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> now I don't want to eat anything for 24 hours. Um, My number two... Ah, um... oh, man. See, I'm not good with, like... See, I'm Isn't not... Isn't
3: this your number one? I mean, this is I not... Mean... It's I, definitely not I, his number two.
0: Yeah, I
2: was like
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what it is. I mean it's my third one of them all, but um I've never even bought these ever in my entire life. Um Mike and Ike's or Mike Ike's?
3: What no, stop. That's
0: disgusting.
3: <laughs> stop. stop.
2: Like a, I will, I'm not the only one.
3: I will go to if you go to BJ's um warehouse, like the Sam's Club kind of thing, they sold the five pound bags. Oh my, I would tear those things up. Oh
0: man, you need to go get a rehab.
3: So good. No, because like, <laughs> like when I was a kid, like I'd go to my grandma's and there was a miniature golf course, like right around our house. And after we're done, we get Mike and X because they had the little Spencer. That's a, that's a childhood memory right
0: there. Yeah, that, that's a child memory. That's a child, uh, and confusion about their life, uh, right oh, there.
2: Yo, are crazy.
0: Ew, I don't know. i My Mike and
2: hot tamales are pretty much the same thing, but they're just no, not spicy. No, yeah,
3: just, I don't think so.
0: I don't know. It's just like eating sugar pills or something. I don't know. <laughs> Austin is on drugs. He's eating sugar pills, by the way. Man, that's,
3: y'all are crazy. Uh,
0: I, don't, D- I, don't,
3: I don't even want to hear Dustin's last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's 0 for 2. If he says something that pisses me off, then I think I'm going to remove him from the call. So far it hasn't really like ticked me off. I mean the skills thing is just stupid, but, we'll I mean, see. Parties, but Skittles. Yeah. yeah. Smarties. I mean Smarties, my bad.
2: Um so my last one, I don't even really know if you guys would consider this candy or not. I just I it's the York any pretty much anything with chocolate and mint together, but especially like the York peppermint patties. <laughs>
4: um <laughs>
3: I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't agree or disagree, but there's going to be a lot of
2: people angry at you. I don't really give yeah. a shit. It's trash. <laughs> All I know is I was like six or seven years old. My mom's like, here you go. And I and I take a bite out of that, and that sh- it just tastes like disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark chocolate, which already sucks, and mint.
3: Yeah. Yeah, dark chocolate. Honestly, dark chocolate could be its own. Worst candy. Dark chocolate is not good. I'm not convinced anyone likes it.
0: Yeah, I mean I'll eat. I mean I'll have it sometimes, but it's not like something that I'm like, yeah, that is. I don't know. So you've had bad past experiences, huh, Dustin?
2: With peppermint patties, yes.
0: <laughs> peppermint, <laughs> but not beef patties.
2: No, not beef patties. Well. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, we're not going to talk think, about your... I, was was say, I
3: think that Wendy's he had today is probably not hitting too well.
2: <laughs> nah. <laughs> I got spicy nuts.
0: What are y'all getting if you go out of the movie theaters real quick? What are your top three things you'd get if it's free? Mm-hmm. What are you grabbing?
3: Mike and Ike's is honestly my number one.
0: Oh, my god!
3: I'm getting that. I'm getting Skittles. And I'm getting... Ooh, Ooh, Starburst probably. Such a little girl. Wow. <laughs> or or honest uh Reese's.
0: Okay. Now we're talking. Now we can be friends.
3: Yeah. I, I would I would do Reese's instead of Starburst.
0: Hey Dustin. I would do love Starburst. Okay, okay. Uh Dustin, uh you can't pick fifteen, so you just only <laughs> three.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say uh M Ms, Sour Patch, and maybe like Goobers. Huh? You ever had Goobers?
0: Oh, I don't remember, but I just couldn't hear you. Uh, give me Reese's. Give me some peanut butter M Ms, or not? Or peanut peanut M Ms.
3: The peanut butter M Ms are fire, though. I don't know yeah. if you've had those.
0: Yeah. And what are yeah? What are the like the Reese's M Ms? Those are gas. Those are. Greasy pieces. Yeah, Reese's pieces are just straight dirty. Like I could <laughs> eat those. They're
4: like... not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but I I need a popcorn. I need my salt and my sweet. So I've got to get a big old thing of popcorn.
3: I mean, you yeah, know? obviously popcorn. But I thought we were just doing. Yeah,
0: something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it adds to that. Like that's you know.
2: And like while we're getting popcorn, got to get a pretzel. And like,
0: gee. <laughs>
3: I, a well, I'm just I, adding
2: I, on since we were doing candies and you, you, you brought the popcorn. So. Yeah. yeah. We getting.
0: We're getting everything on it. You know what I love with popcorn is jalapeno. Like jalapenos with popcorn. It's actually really good. Interesting. It's a, it's a, I, my mom did it and I was like, you're crazy. And then it's actually the salt and like the spiciness and it's not too spicy. It's pretty good.
6: Interesting.
0: A little bit of butter on there. Get some salt on it and you know. Uh, shake your bag a little bit. Oh, Y'all want to go to a the movie?
3: They're closed. I'd have to go to Tallahassee first.
0: True. And it's closed anyway, so. Um, all right, so I said we jump into our interview with Patrick Williams, former null, future, potential NBA lottery pick. Great interview. I think you guys will enjoy it. Let's jump over to that right now.
1: Got to take it away. <laughs> Whoa!
0: All right, everyone, uh, we have a big-time guest here. Once again, we're rolling with some great guests in the last couple of weeks, uh, but this time Austin hooked it up. Uh, We've got former Noel, future uh, potential NBA lottery pick with us, Patrick Williams on here, the Spear this evening. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, yes, we're definitely excited to have you. Uh, you've got the, a big couple months ahead of you. Um, I know the NBA season right now is crazy, and a lot has changed, obviously, with the pandemic going on. Uh, and so things are changing, and the NBA draft uh, is kind of being pushed around. Uh, but but first, before everything, Austin uh, met you, I think, at his store in Charlotte, and uh, you, you were shopping for some shoes and we need to know kind of like right now what did you grab and leave with because austin doesn't remember i don't know how he doesn't remember but you (laughs) left with the pair he remembers that you bought something but he doesn't remember
1: man i don't even remember it i've been in that store store, uh maybe 20 times since since i've been back in charlotte so i don't even remember what i got that that sound but Had
0: to be five. How how, how many? How many? How many pairs of shoes? Because I've always wondered this. I you see it all over TV and social media. But basketball players are a lot different, I think, than football players. I mean, the basketball players have way more kicks. How many pairs
1: do you think you have? Oh man, if I had to, I don't know the exact number, but if I had to guess, I would Mm -hmm. say about maybe maybe seventy. God,
3: stop! I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was expecting like thirty to forty, because I've got like forty or forty-five in my closet, and that's way too many. Seventies,
0: impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. That's us. That's nuts. Uh, I like. How do you do that? We'll get to the part, you know, your time in Tallahassee. But how do you hold that many pairs of shoes in Tallahassee? And did you stay in Champions Hall?
1: No, we 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 stayed actually uh, off campus. Yeah, the the okay. entire basketball team stayed in the apartment off campus.
0: Okay, so w- where are you putting those shoes at, though? Those can't just fit in the closet.
1: Yeah, but so when I went to school, I just I just brought maybe twenty of my like favorite pairs, like <laughs> like the twenty of my of my absolute favorite pairs, and I just I just rocked those, and then um, I just left the rest at home for for whenever I went back or something.
0: That's awesome. That's great. 70. That is nuts. Uh, All right, let's jump into it real quick. So uh, obviously, uh, it's a different time right now. Uh, we've talked to a few basketball players, too, but also football-wise. But training right now for everybody has switched up in some kind of way. But tell us and talk to us about your training right now. And you have obviously are looking forward to the NBA draft. But what are you doing right now training-wise? Where are you at? Um, and what's the plan going forward for you? What What are you maybe hearing about date-wise? This draft is going to really go down. And just just kind of run us through your... Um, your weekly basis of things.
1: I mean, it's, it's all like, like you said, it's all really, really crazy right now, but um, I've been, I've been thankful to, to to be able to work out at my old high school, West Charlotte. So I've been there um, Monday through Monday through Saturday, sometimes Sunday I, I go to. So, um, but it's not, it's not really anything, you know, you, you know, uh, strenuous. Um, just, just trying to tighten up on my, on my skill you know uh, get more consistent with my jump shot that type of thing because you don't want to go too hard and then and then be burnt out by the time the season comes so um just 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 doing a lot of a lot of skill work now um of, of course trying to trying to stay in you know somewhat somewhat conditioned but not but not doing it too too hard i would say um i've i've heard that the that the draft is going to be October sixteenth now, but who knows? That could be that could get pushed back again. So um, just, I mean, I guess just taking it one day at a time. Just trying to get better every day. Whether that's some days I do you know all left hand, or some days I do all jump shots off the dribble, mm-hmm. or some days all pass and things like that. Just to just to um, you know make sure I'm ready when 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 the time comes, whenever that time may be. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and at Florida State, you showed off strong defense and dazzling athleticism during your only year in Tallahassee. What do you think are the big things you can provide for the NBA team that selects you in the draft?
1: Um, I would just say versatility. Um, I, I think there's there's really nothing on the court that I can't do, whether that's offensively, de- defensively, um, from the bench. I mean, it's just – I mean, just – just, just being able to be versatile, wherever I'm needed, I can I can I can provide that team. Um, I can play one through four offense, defense. I, I mean, like I was saying, I I can really do everything on the court. So I think I think just being just being versatile like that will will, will help a team tremendously.
3: And I don't want to pinpoint you to like one location that you're really looking at, but there have there been any teams that you talked to that you're like, man, that'd be a great landing spot.
1: Um. Actually, my my agent has been talking to teams, but he—I mean—it's pretty much been you know all the teams, just because they don't know exactly where they're going to land at in the in the first round or, or in the in the draft. So, um, talking to pretty much all the teams, they're they're all pretty much interested and uh, just want to know more about me, more about my game, that kind of thing.
2: Your teammate Devin Vassell also elected to uh, declare early for the NBA draft. How much do you keep in contact with him, and how his his preparations are going?
1: Man, we talk. I wouldn't say every day because he's busy. He's too busy for me, but we talk uh, <laughs> probably probably every other day. Um, and he he's doing great. He was in Atlanta. He went back he went back to um, to Atlanta to work out. He's been doing good. Uh, he went to Miami for a while to work out there too. So just just doing the same thing I'm doing. You know, the skill work. um mm-hmm. switching it up. Uh, just 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 trying to get better each and every day because he's just <laughs> I mean we're we talk about it all the time, just, just how confusing everything is now, so we just you know take it take it a day at a time.
4: If you had Before. a guess
1: which one of you are going first? Mm-hmm.
3: If you had a guess, which one of you two is gonna go first in the draft?
1: Mm, Devin's going <laughs> number one pick. For sure, <laughs> <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> Devin is the number Boy. one pick. I don't know. I don't know why people are talking about anybody else other than Devin himself for the number one pick. I just don't get it. I, I've seen him. I've seen him jump from the free throw line in person.
3: And people keep saying he's. People keep saying he's not an explosive leaper. I'm like, what are they talking about? I've seen this guy in yeah. practice do windmills and, like you said, jump for the free throw line. I've seen him do crazy stuff in practice.
1: I have seen Devin. Devin Pacell has done some things that I have never seen in my life. He, so in pickup, like last last time we got there, I got there in May, and he he had already been there for like a week or two. So I go in the gym. This this is our first day playing pickup. So I jump. So he comes off the ball screen. I'm I'm going to, try to help. He jumps, and I swear his head was at the rim. But I jumped too. But I I. I didn't know Devin at the time, so I didn't think he, he could jump that high. He jumped so – man, his head was above the rim. He could have done me so easily, but he just came down with the ball. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's when I knew Devin was still the problem. That's when I knew he was a problem.
0: Is is there – Pat, is there a, a, a favorite team? You know, obviously NBA drafts is coming up and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, you're going to be picked by somebody, but – it, it, what is your favorite NBA team? Just fan favorite.
1: favorite. I don't really have a favorite team. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't really have a favorite team. I just I just like to – you talking about for me to play or, or, or just to watch?
0: Or just just kind of to watch, or do you have a favorite player uh, that you really love watching just as a fan?
1: Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Kawhi Leonard. I just like his game, his demeanor. I think – um. I, I mean, I just, I just love his game, the way he plays, uh, the plays that he make offensively and defensively, whether it's on the ball or, or, or off the ball. I just, I just love his game. But my favorite team to watch last year was uh, the Lakers. I, I just love how um, Lebron kind of, I'm, I'm not gonna say change his game because he always had that in him, but just, just, um, man, I. I can't really explain it, how how he went from early in his career. He was so athletic, just ducking on everybody, to now he's making full-court passes, left-hand left, hand, left hand swing passes, left-hand behind-the-head uh, behind passes. It's just it's crazy to see how his game has just evolved over the years.
3: When you signed in Tallahassee at Florida State, you were just the seventh five-star player in school history. What went into your decision to go into Florida
1: State? Mm-hmm. Um, the coaching staff. Uh, first of all the coaching staff they they were just um real real genuine like throughout the throughout the the uh, the, the um recruitment process you you can kinda of tell what uh, coaches are are genuine and what coaches are just there for business. But I could tell from Coach Ham, C Y Coach Jones, um, Coach Gates who was there at the time, but he ain't not there anymore. But I could just tell that they were truly genuine and uh, wanted wanted me to be successful as a man, not just a basketball player. And then second of all, uh, the players, um on my visit I was kinda looking for um the camaraderie of the team, uh, the type of players that they have, um player, players with, you know, high character, um, high values, things like that. And I mean Florida State checked all the boxes and I fell in love with it from from day one from that first from the first day on the visit, I fell in love with it though. So pretty, pretty
0: easy, just this really. me. Is that something that might have came to a surprise to you when you came and visited uh, Fort say and maybe Tallahassee as a whole? Is that something that you m- might have not expected that you would really enjoy being in Tallahassee or were you kind of expecting it? Because that's something I've always wondered about. Recruits coming in, definitely high profile ones, five-star guys, very talented. I always kind of wonder, you know, they're also putting themselves in a different town away from home. I think that plays a big part um, and and choosing a team because um, those are big years in their life. College life is is a whole lot different than high school. So uh, th- that play was it? Were you kind of expecting? Was it kind of a shock that you know you really enjoy being in Tallahassee, or did you expect it?
1: Um, it was a it was a shock. Well, Tallahassee, I mean, of course, it's Florida. I know it's gonna have fun there. I know it's gonna be you know good weather there and things like that. But what what really shocked me about Florida State was just the uh, camaraderie of the team, just, just how, how much everybody, you know, loved each other, was was happy to see each other do well. Um, from the visit, you kind of see that, you know, there was no, like, groups on the team. Um, I'm not going to say what what other schools, but but the other schools that I visited, they were kind of like, okay, this, like, on the team, this group would hang with each other, this group would hang with each other, this group would hang with each other. But, here, I mean, at Florida State, I could tell on my visit that everybody was really Everybody was really cool with, with one another. It didn't really matter who it was. Um, everybody was, was truly happy for one another. So that's what surprised me.
0: Sp- speaking of Tallahassee, uh, and this is something we ask all of our guests, um, all the football guys and basketball and we got to ask, what's your favorite place to eat in Tallahassee? I think it's also a good question because we're talking to athletes here, and athletes eat a lot more than I think regular human beings do. <laughs> but what was your favorite place to eat at in Tallahassee? It can be anywhere, uh, anything. Um, the, the listeners want to know.
1: Um, I really love DJs because that's my first time to ever having. The little Pazuki that they have with the cookie and the ice cream—that was my first time ever having that. Yeah, can't uh, go wrong. Right, right. So, <laughs> so uh, Turk, Turk had um, he had introduced me to BJ. And, man, after 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 every home game, I wanted to go. I wanted to go to BJ. He said no. Patrick went to BJ's last time. I said, no, I want to go again. I want to get Pazuki, but <laughs> <laughs> but BJ's, and then uh, also like um, the egg. The egg was was mm-hmm. not even uh, two minutes from our from our um, apartment, so he's um, okay. always has to go there for 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 breakfast. So,
0: yeah. Changing it up a little bit, okay. I like this. I like seeing yeah. different choices here. Um, I, yeah. I like that. I like that. Did wait, wait. Did you go to BJ's after the Louisville game?
1: <laughs> after the Louisville home game, I probably did. I probably <laughs> did.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you wanted to celebrate in some kind of caliber. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have got
1: I might have got two posukis that night.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> Dustin, you there? Oh buddy. yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're I was, still you're still
0: on the, the posuky
2: train. Sorry th- about that. Like
0: I said, Pat. Good thing we're not live. Good thing <laughs> we're not live. <laughs>
2: But, yeah, you talked you talked earlier about um, the team camaraderie camaraderie. Gee, so continuing on with that, who was the funniest guy on the team? in Your opinion? Oh my goodness,
1: <laughs> this question is so hard because everybody has their days, everybody has their <laughs> moments where they're just hilarious. So um, I I would say when I first got on campus, it was it was MJ, MJ Walker. Was the ho- I mean, he is hilarious. N J Walker is is oh my goodness he's he's just a clown 24-7 but then as you like as you as you start to hang around other guys as you start to you know hang around the you know the, the team more everybody has their days um when I first got on campus uh Rayquan was my was my roommate Turk was my roommate so being with him every day was hilarious and then uh boss was my roommate as well and most people if you don't know Boston, you, you would never even think that he talks, but he is hilarious. Um, and then Nate, Jack came in with his, you know, he, he's from, he's from Canada. So he likes to talk his, his, uh, Canadian slang. It is, it's, I mean, everybody has, days. Devin has his days. And then yep. after, after the, after the COVID thing, um, everybody had, had kind of went home from the team that kind of went home and it was just me, Turk and, um, Trent left on camp left, left at the uh, apartments and man being with them every day was hilarious so trent has his days as well man everybody has their days it's just justin <laughs> linder has his days will is hilarious will well, i was hilarious. will was
3: so funny because uh, does oh he still do the photoshops thing after games yes he,
1: man God. every we, every away game like like we get on a, a charter bus to go to the to the airport and then after the airport you know charter bus to go to the hotel on the charter buses, he might have six or seven just like Photoshop things. Oh um, like it's it's hilarious.
3: Will Will, Will is <laughs> so surprisingly funny because you don't expect it, and he just yes. says something completely off the wall. And it, I there were so many times <laughs> I I used to run clock when I was a manager there, and he would yeah. just come up after practice and show me something like, "Will, what are you talking about?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Going back uh, and talking about your career, Pat, um, coming in as a highly ranked prospect, uh, how much of it was an adjustment for you? You know, coming off uh, the bench, you know Leonard Hamilton runs uh, guys like crazy out there. But you coming off the bench for your games was that was it a big adjustment for you, or is it something that you know you trusted Leonard Hamilton's process and the coaching staff as a whole? You know, and and it really worked out for the team.
1: Um, I never really thought thought twice about it because you know, I I mean, like you were saying, um, coming in as a as a a, I guess you say five star, but. I never really viewed myself as a five star. I just thought I was, you know, one of the players. Like, just I'm just I'm just another player. I never really viewed myself as, you know, uh, uh, a highly talented prospect or anything like that. So, I mean, just 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 from day one, whatever, whatever the coaches said, that that was it. I mean, it was it was no, it was no. Okay, I'm a five star, so I should be doing this and that, this and that. No, it it was just I'm just another player. Use me however you need to use me. Use my talent however you need to use my talent. And I'm fine with it, you know, whatever I can do to help us win.
3: Throughout the season, you know, you had some great moments yourself and as a team. Did you have a favorite dunk from the season, whether it be the poster against Tennessee, the one against Louisville, where everyone says that's the loudest the Tucker Center's ever been? And then did you have a favorite moment from the season just as a team?
1: Mm, I don't have a favorite dunk, honestly. Um... I really don't. I mean, I can't even remember all the Dodgers. I don't think I... I can't remember too many Dodgers. Like, somebody asked me the other day, how many dunks you have on the season? And I said, maybe, like, 10? <laughs> I, I really can't remember all my... I, I I really can't remember. But as as a team, my favorite... My favorite moment as a team... Mm, this, is, this is a tough one. Um, I would say... Louisville at Louisville. Louisville
0: okay.
1: At Louisville. What's the reason for that one? Yeah. Just, just because we knew we knew Louisville was ranked right, ranked right ahead of us, but but we knew that we were you know just as good if not better than Louisville. So, just just that whole week leading up to that game was locked in. Every practice was I'm not gonna say perfect, but every practice had had its purpose. Every every practice was. On target, we we got what we needed to do done, um, and then just everybody was locked in. Like after practice, well, this is after every practice, but every practice, you know, people would get up shots, but you could just tell that this week we, we were really locked in to to beat Louisville because we knew that we were we were really better than them. But but we just didn't get the the uh, attention that 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 they did. But um, they were definitely a good team. But I just feel like we we came out that game and we were just ready to play. You know. Um, it was a CY scout, so um, he went. You know, as he always does, with so much energy, he just coaches with so much energy and passion that it, you can't help but just to go out there and play with the same passion that that he coaches with. So during during film, he came up with um, with this analogy, SWA, and it meant Seminoles with attitude. So we came out, we, we used that the whole week. Seminoles with attitude. Seminoles with attitude. We said it maybe 50 times a day. And at the beginning of the practice, throughout practice, at the end of the practice, Seminoles with attitude. And that's, I mean, that's that's how we play. We play with attitude. We play with a ship on our shoulder, and we out there. And we, we 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 brought it to them. Which, um, mm. and that that game right there kind of showed us that, man, like, we're really good because Louisville is a, was a good team. We we went out there and wasn't wasn't afraid. It was a sold out crowd at their place. We weren't afraid. We went out there playing hard, played together, um, and hit back down, Play with attitude. So um, that, that was the game, i say that, that, that kind of, like, we looked at ourselves like, man, we're really good. Like, <laughs> before that, like, we knew we were good, but it wasn't, it wasn't, um, there was no time just to, just to sit back and think about how good we were. But after the Louisville game, man, we, we just looked at each other and said, in the locker room after the game, we looked at each other and said, we can win it all, we can, we really can. So that's, that's that's that was the kind of the spark that we needed to kind of um, change our mindset into winning it all. Mm-hmm,
0: I, w- I wanna go back real quick, cause I have another, uh, you're bringing up a good point, but I wanna go back to the dunking thing, cause man, I mean, I'll be sitting in my house, I mean, obviously you see the Tucker Center, but I, I mean, I'll also be honest too, me, Austin and Dustin, we don't really get a chance to dunk um, definitely <laughs> let alone in front of that many people, but I will say, I think Dustin's like five, uh, eight, I was about five, saying, four, I don't five. know what I'm
2: talking about. I put that rim down to five <laughs> foot and I'm a monster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll be honest. I'm, uh, I don't have that kind of chance to dunk right now. I might grow. I might have a growth spurt. I don't know. I'm, I'm to turn 23. Maybe that's going to be the year. That's, that's kind of <laughs> like my LeBron James year and Jordan year, but I mean, after throwing down dunks like that, man, like, what is that feeling like? Because uh, you I, I remember watching a few of them, and you're, you're not, like, a huge expressive kind of guy. You kind of keep it to yourself a little bit. But on the inside, like, what are you thinking when definitely the Louisville game in the Tucker Center, like, Austin just brought up? I mean, that was extremely loud. Um, and what kind of, like, just goes through your your body, your mental there? I mean, it's got to be awesome. It's probably, like, damn, I'm glad I picked <laughs>
1: Florida State, too, at the end of it? Um, honestly, because people always talk about how I don't show emotion on the court or whatever, but honestly, when I dunk the ball, it, it, I look at it just another two points. So, like, if you look at me, it, it, it's kind of like after I dunk it or whatever, I just get back on defense because, I mean, yeah. it, it's just the play. But I was about like, to bring that up. I don't really get <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I don't uh-huh. really get, like, riled up during the game. Nothing. nothing. I feel like in the game my my emotions are all just level because I think um, I play my best basketball when when, when, I'm, when I'm locked in, not when I'm screaming or yelling. I remember it, it, it was one game, um, Tennessee, actually. So uh, I come down. It was a fast break. I come down. I, I try to dunk on uh, Pond. try to dunk on him. But I miss it. It goes up in the air and it comes back down, and it, it was an and one it Comes back down in the basket, and I yell. I say, I ah, am one, and I said to myself, that is not me. That just didn't feel <laughs> It just didn't feel comfortable to do that. Cause Devin, cause Devin was like, Patrick, you gotta show emotion in this game, cause it was Tennessee. It was a it was a sold out crowd. We so like, you gotta show emotion in the game. I said, I'm gonna try. It. And I said, Damn why? And I said that is not me. It just didn't feel natural. <laughs> like I have to I have to think about what I like, what I need to
3: say. It it's just not
1: natural to me. So yes. um, I was
3: about to bring up the Tennessee game as well. When you put when you put when you put one guy on a poster, I, I think it was Pons again. Yeah. And I don't even think you said anything. You just looked at him and got him on the ball. And then again yeah. in the Louisville game when you got that steal in the dunk, same thing, you got right back on the ball. I'm like, Hey, Coach Ham has to absolutely love this guy. Because that's what they've been preaching ever since I've been been there starting with XRM and Dwayne Bacon. And now you see Patrick Williams actually doing it time after time. That, I was like, he has to love Patrick Williams. And then second of all, I'm like, this this guy is awesome. <laughs> I, really, no.
1: I, really don't, I really don't feel anything. Like, I don't feel any emotion, any, any, any like, energy when I dunk or anything like that. I get energy. You might not see, but I get energy. Okay, so let's say. I come off the ball screen and I make a I make a hook pass to the corner to why I remember it was one play I came off the corner, made a hook pass to Wyatt Wilson in the corner, he made the three. That gives me energy. That that, that like gives me that, that that gets me riled up. Like if I make a good pass or if I make a good play. Not just just I love I love to get assists. I don't know why. I love to get assists. That's what gets me energy. That's what gets me riled up. Like I get it I get a little pet in my step after I get an assist or something like, I, I don't know why. I, don't know why. <laughs> I, I I just
0: watched that Tennessee and That was my favorite, I think, of you know, Trent Forrest was great too, but this is just a mean. I mean what you did was <laughs> disgusting and I I'm I'm like a whole one eighty from you. I probably wouldn't shut my mouth. Like a, like again, I would never have a chance <laughs> to dunk like this. So if I did I'm just thinking like I'm dreaming about it, but did this I think also the announcer yelling Williams and you just just eating him alive and then your your teammates are going crazy I mean I I'm a whole different way than you but that's why there's different you know we all have different mental states and everything but I probably would never shut up for the rest of the game (laughs) that was that's just disgusting if if, everybody that's listening to should just go youtube it or something right now because uh that was disgusting i think it went like i think it went viral on our instagram page too because i had to post it immediately i was sitting at home um and so i usually have my friends watching here with me we have like five guys that just love fsu basketball and i've I think everybody lost their voice after that and it was just so, just like little kids just watching like LeBron James dung. I don't know, it was we just have different different <laughs> different feelings on it, but you like looking at your face after that I'm watching it now and you just, you know like nothing even happened, you know, just kind of, just warming up, you know <laughs>
4: I don't know
0: how you do it, I don't know how you're doing it like that um, let's see uh, but, but you were kind of bringing it up earlier too and you know you kind of found out after that game in louisville that you know you you have a very talented team and there's a lot of potential there and i'll be kind of straight up with you um was this a national championship team this last season patrick that got robbed uh, because of this this pandemic and everything going on
1: it most definitely was i i feel like this was this was our year um we our motto this year, I still wear the bracelet. You know, every every year they get, um, we get bracelets with with our motto on it. And our motto right now, I'm wearing it right now, it says "Our Turn," and that was our motto uh, that uh, Harrison uh, came up with in the beginning of, of the season. Um, he said, "You know, it's it's basically our turn to get what what we deserve." You know, last year they had to watch, um, you know, Virginia. Who who they beat earlier in the season played arguably for a national championship. So uh, this year was was you know our turn to to get um, to a national championship and and to win it. And we felt like that this year was was really our year. Um, it was really our turn. So um, I think if if we play out, I think we definitely make it to national championship. And all year they were saying if we make it to national championship, we're not losing. We're not losing. So. I definitely think that that this was a national championship team. Um, I give credit to MJ. You know, MJ's a vet, and uh, after the first game to Pitt, we were all kind of like, and because we thought, you know, Pitt was not very good. So we, I mean, we, it was just our first game, and uh, we, we we go out there, and we we, we kind of lay an egg, you know, um, offensively, defensively. We just weren't we just weren't locked in, and uh, after the game, MJ comes in. And he just gets on everybody he goes down the line like we have to do better he said this this is our turn he was the best on the team he took he took the leadership all year but um especially that day uh he came to the locker room and he said okay now the jitters are out everything's it, the first game's gone that's, that's that's done with so now we have to move on and ever since then um we i mean we had like a, a chip on our shoulder uh, on our shoulder and then especially that that, that little game that just kind of heavy, uh, heavy of the chip. So, um, I feel like this year was definitely our year. But um, next year, I'm looking at the team, looking at the roster, and they're going to be tough again next year, too. So, <laughs> I'll definitely be tuned in to, to every single game, every single – keeping in touch. I keep in touch with everybody there, talking to Scotty, talking to Sadar, new guys there, asking questions just about um, the coaches, the system, things like that. Talking to Turk still, talking to everybody on the team just 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 to make sure that they're that they're locked in because they know that you know okay last year got to a little bit but you know show still goes on
3: still our still our turn. Who are you mm-hmm. expecting them to close out the roster with if anybody?
1: They've still got mm-hmm. two open spots. Right, right. Um, I really don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see who who they fill those those spots with because Coach Ham man he he is. He's the best at, at at using what he has. He doesn't need the five star but he can make a, a, a one star look like a five star.
4: Because
1: <laughs> I mean, our our system is just dedicated on um, just making reads. So you're gonna get open shots. You don't need, you don't have to be a, a light out shooter. Anybody can make open shots. So it, for for the big, if we just set the screen and roll, we're gonna lob it to the rim. So you don't you don't have to be able to jump super high because. We're going to lob it right there in the front of the room. So you're going to get six to eight easy points just, just off a lob. So I feel like our system is is, is is perfect for whoever comes in.
2: And Patrick, speaking about your decision to declare for the draft, how much thought did you put into possibly returning into Florida State uh, before declaring for the draft? And was it always your goal to be a one-and-done player, or is that just kind of how things ended up working out during
1: the process? I had never thought about being a one and done player. <laughs> I, I, I actually, honestly, after the season, I was just—I didn't even think twice about coming back. I, I was—I had my mindset on, you know, coming back to school, uh, coming back for 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 sophomore year, and uh, just just doing, just getting better. You know, I, I was I was sold. And then uh, Coach Hammack had called me in his office, and he sat me down. He's like, "Well, what are you thinking?" I was like, what do you mean with my thinking? i <laughs> there, there's nothing to think about. Like question was I coming back or was I going? It was just it's like it's like every other player, okay, just you know, work in the summer and get ready for next season. So then um about I'll say a month after the after the season ended, Coach Ham called me in his office. He said, What are you thinking? I'm guessing that he already thought that I was thinking about, you know, staying or leaving. And I was like, What do you mean when I'm thinking like nothing to think about coming back and then and then and then right there he had called um like four or five teams and they were saying yeah like we have him on first round possible lottery and then he kind of um kind of explained to me that you know now now is the time to go now you know, it'll be just a time to go um and then it just went from there but in the beginning it was there was no there was no even thought about was i coming back or not because my, my mom said I'm coming back. I, I just felt like um, a second year would would allow me to get so much better uh, with the ball, or, or just overall, just just, just get better and, and be able to show more. Um, but you know, like like I was saying, he just saw me in the offense. It was like, well, what are you thinking? And I said, well, what do you mean? What am I thinking? <laughs> like, I, 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 I was I was fully prepared for a sophomore season, but.
3: Your your thoughts are pretty similar to Jonathan Isaac, and I was I was there for his whole process of he had the really great freshman season, you know, um, and he was he was even projected to go higher than you were even right after the season he was thinking top five top ten, but he's like mm-hmm. what do you mean I'm I want to come straight back, um, right. and then I think it was Gates who finally sat him down I was like I mean you're going to be for for sure a top ten pick. Why, why not go ahead and go? But he, he thought the exact same things. So he was like, I, I want to come back and get better because he, he didn't think he was ready, honestly.
1: Right. That's, that's exactly I, – I didn't think I was – because, you, like, you think about the NBA and you think about how, just how good they are, just just, just about how, how polished their game is, and then you look at your game and you're like, well, that's not me, so I, I must not be ready. But um, that's what I was thinking. And then they, they, they kind of sat me down just like they did him. They They, they – we said the same thing you just said, talking about Jonathan Isaac. They kinda um prepared our our our, um, our mindsets and they were like Jonathan Isaac was the same way and we kinda had to push him out the door. So um and then look where he ends up. He was a you know already the defensive player of the year. So um yeah they, they, they kinda they kinda uh made made similarities between me and, and Jonathan Isaac.
0: We talked about this before we started uh, recording, but I, I, I'm I going to ask the biggest and, and the hardest question here, and I think it's the most important to fans, too. What's the best uniform you guys had? What do you, what do you think's the most attractive, the best one that you would like to wear on a big game day? Which mm-hmm. one is the best?
1: I love the black. Okay. I love
0: the
3: black. That's the correct
1: answer. But... but. That turquoise is something
3: special. Also, the correct <laughs> answer.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah. me personally, I love the black. I just, I just love like whenever they say, we're, you know away, I say oh, please, say, please say we're black because I just love the black. Black, you know, I I have so many shoes that I can wear with the black. I like my yeah, I love my I, my uh my my black Nike Game socks. I love them. I love my black <laughs> game. Inside. I just feel so much more comfortable wearing black. I don't know
3: why. I yeah, love the black, that, the black. Those blacks go back to that Elite Eight season because we wore them yes. at Florida and dominated them. And at every big away game, we'd wear it, except for Duke. We wore Garnet there. But every other big away game, we'd wear black. And then we go into the tournaments. Like, well, we have this mindset of we're the underdog. We, we want to go out there and kill some people. And yeah, we wore all black and just dominated that tournament. Really should have been another final four. But yeah, and ever since then, the Black's just been the go-to for y'all. Yes,
1: the Black. The Black. I love the Black.
0: <laughs> and, and we do know that you have a good amount of shoes, too, to go with stuff. So I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you added that in there. <laughs> uh,
3: you, you talked earlier about uh, CY. Do you have any favorite stories about the assistant coaches, you know, Jones, Smith, uh, Coach Gian, and also about Coach Ham.
1: Oh, man. uh there's so many stories that I can say about CY. cy has been been recruiting me since I was in ninth grade, so yeah. you know, just coming to my school every chance he could. I think I think they whatever the limit was that he can come see me, he reached that limit. quick. Yeah. He reached yeah, because we put, we he we played a Wake limit, Forest. He would call every day. He said,
3: "What yeah, we we played a Wake Forest, and I remember he ran in a car <laughs> and came down to see you after we beat Wake Forest. I remember that vividly."
1: Yeah, yeah i was at okay this, this is a good story we was at wake forest I, I went to the uh to the wake forest visit i was going to visit at wake forest so he comes out of, of the of the tunnel and he looks to the right and he sees me behind the wake forest bench and he looks at me he just shakes his head and i said oh <laughs> man see why i can call me later and ask me what i'm doing at wake forest so then like they, they were going back in back in back in back into the locker room before the before the final warm up. And he grabs the he grabbed the ball he throws it at me. <laughs> he says, Wrong school, Chief. <laughs> then he walked, back, walked back. He was crazy. And then he would like he would come to my school, to my high school, and he, he would, he was so that I was going to Florida State even before i even knew i was going to florida state he knew i was going to florida state so he would he would come to, to my high school practices and he would put in like florida state plays like 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 a florida state transition or the florida state um like just just the florida state plays, so that i was already accustomed to them by the time i got there even before i committed like he was they don't see why he would put in like the, the transition the drag strings all, all that and then the, the the checkpoints, the motion files, all that he, he he put in all that when I was in high school for my for my high school team, knowing that I, I was in to Florida State. So, she was, she was. <laughs>
0: I've got one last question for you too, and we'll let you go. Uh, and and this is probably the second most important one. Um that's just how I do it here. I ask the most important questions. Um, and Austin and Dustin know this. Uh, what's your favorite lemonade, sweet tea, or Arnold Palmer?
1: <laughs> Ooh, Arnold Palmer.
0: Whoa, whoa. Wow. First one.
4: Yeah.
0: You have been you've been shocking us tonight.
4: <laughs> Arnold Palmer, yeah.
0: Uh, Arnold Palmer, is there a certain place that you would go to get this Arnold Palmer? Because we haven't had anybody yet. We've had DeMarcus. What did DeMarcus pick? He picked Lemonade, didn't he? Yeah,
3: DeMarcus Walker picked Lemonade and Trent picked Lemonade. Oh, Trent. Oh, Trent. You better. We all thought he was going to say Sweet Tea because, you know, Chipley's... I mean, it's Chipley. We all thought he was going to say Sweet Tea. And he came out and yeah. said Lemonade, and I was
1: shocked. Oh, man. But... I
0: usually get it from uh, walk okay. okay. okay 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 and real quick because uh, you, you we, we talk about Trent how was how is Trent how big of a Trent, because you were, you were young and it was your true freshman but how big of an impact was Trent Forrest for you because I think a lot of fans really really appreciated his career at FSU but you know how you know how big of an impact did he make for you and you know do you, I'm sure you would really like to have get allow him you really want him to have a chance in the NBA for sure I'm, I'm guessing too for
1: sure, for
5: sure, he deserves it he,
1: he deserves it uh you see Trent 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 he's not the most vocal leader he's not he's not the the most vocal player that, that you're going to meet but he he really leads by example so you see him getting a shot the the shots in after practice so of course, okay. In the beginning, it, it, it might have been Trent, MJ, Turk, Devin, me getting up shots, or me, maybe five or six of us getting up shots after practice. And then slowly but surely, seven, then eight, and then next thing you know, the whole team is getting up shots after practice. So it's basically like practice is going on. So, um, but I mean, Trent, Trent definitely, Trent definitely leads by example, um, and and he also knows how to speak up when he needs to. Um, I mean, Trent, Trent is just the most of my regard for for me. Um, I, I mean, I really hope that he gets a chance in the NBA because I know how hard he works. I know he will get a chance in the NBA, and I know he's going to make, make the best of it. Um, he's still in Tallahassee right now. As a matter of fact, working out with CY every day, uh, talking to CY. I just, well, I've been talking to Turk, and they've been playing pickup down there, and he's been telling me how much better Trent has gotten just from a shot to his Floaters to just his overall game, just just how much better he's gotten um, in this in this short uh, quarantine period. So I know I know I know Trent's been working because he always works. So um, man, I'm just i just happy for him for to 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 see you know um, the year I mean the the career that he's had at, at, at FSU and then um, the amount of people that you know look up to him. I mean he deserves it just just the type of guy that he is. The type, the type of of, of player he is, character that he has. I mean, Trent's just (laughs) the mayor of Tallahassee. I can't can't say it any other way. The mayor, the great Trent Ford. (laughs)
0: That's a good quote there. (laughs) Like he was, he was. I promise. After that dunk uh, against Sluva, I guarantee you, anybody um, would have given him the keys to anything. and he was a great interview too. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of you guys too from the basketball program um, are, are great interviews and just great guys. And we, and we, here at No Game Day, here the Spirit too, we really appreciate you coming on here and and talking. It was supposed to be a little thirty minute thing, but it lasted uh, quite a bit longer than that. So we we really appreciate you, and we really um, look forward to covering you and the pros, and wish you the best of luck with training and stay healthy. Um, and if you ever need anything on this side of town in Tallahassee, we're here. Um, and yeah, man. Yeah,
1: appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Thanks
0: for having me. All right, we are back after our interview with Pat. Really appreciate him coming on. Thanks to Austin setting that up and hooking it up. Uh, he was he was really fantastic, guys. I, I think he was he was he kind of shot, Like we said in the podcast, uh, in the interview, he kind of shocked me a little bit. He, he, we, I thought he was quiet, but you know, he talked quite a bit.
3: Yeah, and this is the first – usually with interviews, like I'll just text one of the guys that you know I was there a part of the team with. But he came in store. I'm like, this is the best opportunity I've ever had. Let me go ask him real quick. He's, he was honestly genuinely excited to come on, and he
2: killed that interview. It seemed like he had a really good time.
0: All right, so speaking of uh, basketball, Austin – has quite a bit to talk about, definitely recruiting-wise, uh, and some updates and guys putting Florida State um, in their top list. Uh, if you want to run through those, Austin, before we get into the Kobe Gross interview, feel free to go ahead. Yeah, so,
3: you know, usually I'm not the biggest recruiting guy, but with this past week, uh, coaches were able to offer 2022 guys, so there's a ton of offers that went out, but first, uh, Florida State made the top five for five-star guard, Matthew Cleveland. Um The rest of his list included NC State, Kansas, Stanford, and Michigan. Uh, A pretty random and all over the place top five. Uh, He's out of Georgia. Uh, This is one of the worst kept secrets in basketball recruiting that he's going to be a Seminole. At this point, it's pretty set in stone. Uh, As soon as he leaves his top five, uh, Rivals put in three future casts to Florida State for him. This one's Pretty surefire that he's going to go and go to Florida State. Maybe bring a couple guys with him. He's pretty close with current commit Bryce McGowans. Uh, point guard J- J.D. Davison out of Alabama cut his list to 10. Uh, Florida State is on that list, including Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, Memphis, Auburn, Georgia, Kansas, Louisville, and LSU. A lot of big-name schools there. Uh, Alabama is probably the school to beat there. He does like Florida State a lot. Um, I would say we're probably going to make his top five whenever he cuts that down. Then the other big list that we made was for Alex Chiku. He's a big from Arizona. He just recently reclassified from 2021 to 2020. And his list includes Oregon, Alabama, St. Mary's, Mississippi State, St. John's, Illinois, USC, Arizona, and Florida State. Uh, at least in the top nine is weird. <laughs> but he said his decision coming soon, which makes sense since he just reclassified. Um, I, I honestly don't know where he's going to end up. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be worried because his nickname is Frenchie because he is from France, um, and his last name starts with cheese. So n- another Frenchie. Watch out if he does come. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn out like the last Frenchie we had. Um, but I, I do think we stand really well with him as, as it stands right now. Arizona is obviously school to watch out, and Illinois is another one. Uh, but I, I do really like where we stand. You know, Musa Chise keeps pushing his commitment back. He just pushed it back again. Someone came out today saying he'd be shocked if he committed this week. Um, and the, the more that keeps getting delayed, the more Florida states go, you know, we don't really need this guy. We can go after, you know, Nay from Oklahoma State, who's it's been pretty quiet on that front. Or we can go after Alex Chiku, who they've been after for a while. Uh, but like I said, with them being able to offer a whole bunch of kids recently, I mean, they I think I've got like nine names here. Uh, the only 2021 guy they offered was Jordan Riley from New York, a very athletic guy. Uh, I was, I was talking to someone close to the situation. They said they're really pushing for Florida for him to go to Florida state because they think he can be a professional player. If he gets the right development, they think Florida state has some of the best development in college basketball. Then a whole bunch of 2022 guys, Derek Lively. He's a center from Pennsylvania, Ty Rogers, a wing from Michigan, PJ Haggerty, a wing from Texas. Jarris Walker and Brandon Huntley Hatfield from IMG Academy. Those two are big ones to watch out for because they're going to be teammates with Jaden Bradley, a uh, point guard who just transferred there from Cannon School in Concord, who's, I think at this point, a Florida State lean. I know 24-7 has him as a North Carolina lean, but I, th- I think he's a Florida State guy. So him being able to be around Jarris Walker and uh, Huntley Hatfield, get in their ears a little bit saying, hey, we could continue this at Florida State. And then two more, wing from South Carolina, Julian Phillips and Malik Renau, a wing from Hialeah, Florida. A lot of names there. It's obviously way too early in a lot of these recruitments. Um, the biggest 22, 2022 news was Imani Bates committed to Michigan State, and he's arguably the best high school prospect in high school basketball, not barring any year. He's There's a lot of people that think if he was to – go straight to the NBA this year, like he's eligible for the draft right now, he'd be the number one pick, which is talent of his talent. I'd still be shocked if he goes to Michigan State, but that's that's the biggest 2022 20, news right now.
0: Well, i so say we jump into the Kobe Gross interview. Uh, he talked about his recruitment. Uh, also, Mike Norvell, what he's most excited about for coming into Tallahassee. He's going to be moving from California to Florida. Uh, so a big move for him. Um, he also talks a little bit about Luke Altmaier uh, and what he's going to do to, you know, kind of recruit also on his side of things to bring some more Knowles over to Tallahassee. So let's go and jump into that right now. All right. So this is a big time first for us here at Here the Spear. We have our first recruit interview. I'm really excited about it. With me tonight is Kobe Gross. Uh, Juco tied in out of Diablo, uh, how do I say, is it Diablo or Diablo? I'm probably uh, a complete Diablo idiot.
6: Valley College.
0: Okay, perfect. What he said, <laughs> and he just committed to Florida State, um, his most recent FSU commit to the Noles. Uh, with me also along is Nate Greer, our lead recruiting insider, and our lead writing and editor, uh, Dustin Lewis. But what what's going on, Kobe? Thanks for uh, coming on here with us.
6: Glad to be here uh- it's been a, a, a crazy day, crazy week, um, but it's all it's all good.
0: Yeah, you're over there at 7.06. I'm really jealous because I want to move over to California. Um, so, it's 7.06 over here, 10.06. Nate was saying that he has to go to bed soon uh, mm-hmm. because he has to get up at 5. Um, and I I, I I feel bad for him, but then again, you know, <laughs> I, do I? Do I, I do.
5: <laughs> it's life. It's life.
0: Nate, I'll be waking up at 11 a.m. tomorrow, just to, let, just to throw it out there, just to let you know. All
5: right, that's good, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man.
0: Uh, but, but, Kobe. Don't
5: let that change, man. Don't ever work for the man.
0: But, oh, and, no, it's going to change. When classes start, it's going to change.
5: Don't ever work for the man.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Kobe, let's jump into uh, your commitment to Florida State um you're kind of you're not you didn't go through the original and then the typical route uh, for football player going through d1 football Uh, you elected to go to juco out of high school Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that journey and why you picked to go that way
6: uh well um out of high school i wasn't a qualifier uh, to go straight to a division one school um that had to do with uh, my core classes coming out of high school i didn't have a all of them filled out. I was missing, I think, four out of uh, sixteen, so I only had twelve. Um, and then uh, a lot of like uh, that that like turned a lot of coaches off because they can't really do too much out of when when that happens. Um, so and then I just took the uh, junior college route. Um, I went to I went to two or I went I went to uh, DVC first, and then um, I left for a little bit and then I, I i eventually came back because that's what i realized i wanted to i where i wanted to play at and, uh, and the school was a lot like um it was a lot closer um and just and my uh actually my uh, grandmother works there as well over at uh at the school so um okay. it's benefited me a lot and and i i had a real good uh um Relationship with the head coach and uh, the offensive coordinator at uh, DVC. So it just felt perfect to go there and just get everything that I needed to get done so I could transfer uh, when I need to.
5: Yeah, we we talked about, you know, when you, I'm going to follow up on that question, Logan, about how it it is the hardest road to go for Uh a recruit and and how, you know, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. Yeah. you know, you're, you are your own support staff. So, mm-hmm. you know, talk about your decision to not play and focus on on the academic, academic side.
6: Um, the main, um, so I was originally supposed to do two years. Well, I still technically am doing two years. Um, and the main reason why I wanted to, uh, to uh, sit out this year was to really work, like, get ahead on my academics And then uh, just work on a lot of football stuff on like also while getting ahead on the academics, like just getting stronger, faster and all that stuff. But I think it was a really good decision that I uh, didn't play this year. And I now I have uh, more eligibility and um, I feel I feel a lot better um, playing. Um, I feel faster and stronger. I just think it was a really good choice for me. I mean, it was hard to sit out and just watch everyone play, but no, I, I it, it worked out for me. It really did.
5: Very good.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead, Dustin.
2: I was saying, Kobe, you got the chance to uh, meet with Mike Norvell before you committed. Just jumping over to that real quick. What, what was Mike Norvell like in your talks with him, and what made you comfortable with uh, picking Florida State?
6: Um, he was real excited about me. He was really like fired up of, and just hearing my, my journey of everything that happened. He was, he was really interested and, um, he was just real fired up and we have a, we have a good relationship now. And then, um, our relationship kind of built pretty fast too. It wasn't like, wasn't slow. Like, um, I just liked the way, like, like his energy and, um, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just, it was just a, it was just a perfect fit everything
0: what is the, uh, the the coaching staff like too because you obviously got this uh, you know it's all virtually uh, happening right now but I was getting to know some of the coaching staff and what were they telling you um, yeah Um.
6: well talking to coach Thompson I've been talking to him he's the one that I've been talking to the longest and he and just the relationship me and um, him have um, it's just, he, like, they're, they're all really excited because of my, my versatility on the field and, and just my work ethic and, and everything. Cause, um, it's not, it's not easy coming from Juco. It really isn't. So they're just uh, a lot of, they're all proud of me for, uh, to just taking advantage of everything that I, that was in my control. Um, and I just, and they, they were really telling me like when I get there to, um, to florida state how they were going to use me and and how like my versatility is such a like such a big factor in the game and they like they don't see me coming off the field really um in situations so that really that really got me excited um and it just made me think like i I gotta work even harder now because that's what i want to do
0: and and Talking about moving to Wise, you're gonna move from from Cali all the way to Tallahassee here in Florida. Is that any kind of intimidate int- intimidating to you?
6: Any? Um, it's I feel like it's gonna be weird uh, for fir- like the first couple months, but um, I've always wanted to play football in Florida. Um, that's that's where I wanna that's where I wanna be at, um, and I have family over there, so it's not too far from them. My uh my grandparents. Uh, they live in Tampa, so that that's not too far. Um, and it, it's gonna be a big change, but I'm ready for it. Um, got to uh, get ready for it sometime. So um, now is the perfect time.
5: Hey, one of our first conversations, you mentioned uh, Miami.
4: Uh-huh. You know,
5: going down and playing Miami. You know, yeah. so you got to go ahead and get rid of that thought process. Yeah, now, it, it, you it, know, done with. All right. <laughs> I, don't like, I
6: don't like them anymore.
5: So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's
0: good. <laughs> yes, the, the fans will like hearing that. You're already welcomed and big arms. <laughs> yeah. Wide <laughs> open arms.
2: Uh, Kobe, before you made your decision, did you get a chance to talk with any of the current commitments or any of the current players on the team? Or And now, even after you made your decision? Yes, I, know I
6: have. You, yeah, go ahead. I, um, I talked to Luke a lot. I talked to Joshua. Um, they were they were really uh, – they were text. I think – Right after I got the offer, they were t- both of them were texting me a lot. Were like, they were like, "Are you gonna wait? Or are you gonna make the move?" And I told them like right when like the the day after I got offered, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna come play with you guys." Um, and they were really excited about it. And um, and yeah, they were just really excited. And um, I mean, we're all in the group chat, and they're they're I all I like them all. They're all great, uh, great players too. So I feel like we're gonna have some special coming soon.
0: You you got it. You got a future teammate too. Currently, at this time right now, while we're recording, uh, competing in the elite eleven right now with Luke Altmaier too. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you yeah. got any thoughts on him?
6: Uh, he's gonna be something special. I already know from from watching him and from his film, and now he's at the elite eleven because you guys know know like not everybody gets invited to the elite eleven. That's big. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited to play with them. I'm excited to catch some passes from them um so it's just really exciting he's a great player
5: so you know one question i have is that when you look at your high school tape it's a lot of blocking a lot of you know aggression a lot of putting guys in the ground and you know now you know what you sent to the coaches and Watson on huddle is you out running routes so uh-huh. talk, talk about the evolution of your game and how you got uh-huh. to that point
6: well um the big reason why I wanted to take this year off was to work on my route so I could be as versatile as, like, possible. Um, like, the trainer that I trained with, he was like, that's what I want to make you, like, more of a, a route runner tight end, but can block also. Um,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
6: so that's what... That really got me excited, to to start working on a lot of routes. I've always been, like, running routes, but um, I started to take it a lot more seriously, like, just really, like, Focused on like this route needs to be perfect. This release needs to be perfect all of that um, So I've been really working on that so I could like just be lined up on the outside against a corner um, Or be lined up in the slot against a linebacker or a safety Or even uh, put my hand in the ground if I got to block at the end block them so um, I just been working on a lot like probably yes yeah, since I think since last um, January, like as soon as when the New Year happened, or soon as like twenty nineteen,
4: soon mm-hmm. as when
6: twenty nineteen started, that's when I really started working. Um, so it's been a long time, and I'm excited to see the results.
5: And, and my follow up question to that is that you know, for the people who make comments about how you know you don't have a lot of film out there, mm-hmm. you kind of an unproven commodity yeah and, and here comes fsu um you know scooping you up already so yeah. talk a little bit about that i know it's a motivating factor for you to kind of um, prove these guys wrong
6: uh coach thompson and coach norvell they see so much potential in me and they have a lot of faith in me um of what they've seen and what in videos that i've sent coach thompson to me running routes um it looks it looks a lot different than my route running on the film from my high school um And I mean, it's just a lot of hard work put in and, um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna show soon. It's gonna show soon that, um, a big improvement.
5: Very good.
2: Yeah, obviously the coronavirus has changed a lot with the recruiting process right now. Mm -hmm. What was it like getting a chance to virtually visit Florida State? Can you take us a little bit through what you got to experience on that? Um, uh,
6: the virtual visit was amazing. I like the facilities, the school, and um, I really liked the school. I did some uh, some research also on what the school looked like by myself because um, that's important also.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and I could really see myself being there and living there and and playing there. And I just thought it was real, it was real good, um, really nice. I had to watch the video a few times actually because um, it was just it was so good. Um, But I definitely see my I could see myself playing and being there and being there every day.
0: And to kind of get to the end of the interview here, you got an offer from Florida State in June. But how long has a staff been recruiting you, been in contact with you? Uh, And and obviously to get to this point now, but, you know, how long had they been trying to, you know, get your attention and talk with you, get to know you um, analyze some of your, your film and also get to know some of your game.
6: Um, I think uh, coach Thompson first reached out to me um, again. And I think right when this whole like uh, Corona like started to get really serious. Um, so that was like a few months ago. And then we started uh, talking a lot and then um, coaches started like all like the staff started following me on Twitter and um, we just, it just went up from there really. And then um, I think soon leading up to the offer, I was probably talking to coach Thompson like three times a week. He was, he had a lot of questions about school and when I'll be able to be out. And cause I'm, um, I'm already early. I was supposed to be originally graduated from DVC in December, 2021. So I'm, I'm early in May. Um, mm-hmm. So he was just asking that, making sure I have everything ready and and he said the athleticism in the film's already derishes. this is the one that's the most like important right now
0: mm-hmm. do you have a do you have a player that when you think about Florida State uh, one comes up in your head you know some people will say Deion Sanders Jalen Ramsey a lot of the younger guys God. think Derwin James but anybody um, come to your mind when James Winston uh, that's it's a good, good one <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a very good pick. I yeah. like that one. Is yeah, there? A... Go ahead, Nate. I,
5: I I was gonna follow up with the virtual tour question about um, you know, one about a comment that you made to me uh, about how how you fit Norval's offense. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So how how much time do they spend with you? Kind of really showing you how they um, how, you know, how, how they want to use you.
6: Um, well, I was I was in a Zoom call with Coach Dillingham for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to Coach Thompson about it a lot and Coach uh, Norvell. Um, they really want to use me just, like everywhere. Coach um, That's what Coach Dillingham was saying, like mm-hmm. um, attached to the line, uh, uh, on the numbers or in the slot, and even in the backfield. So just to be as versatile as possible and. Mm-hmm. That's why they recruited me, and they they uh, pulled the trigger on the offer.
5: Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: And I I have one more on my end. Uh, what, you know, there's obviously a lot of things you can be excited about. You know, coming to Florida State, coming here in Tallahassee, and everything. But what excites you the most out of everything is it being in Doak Campbell Stadium with the war chant going, like. Being yeah. able to be around that, like, is there something that just like, is it being under Mike Norvell and just you really like him? And what is like, kind of, your biggest one thing that you're really looking forward to uh, being involved with when you're in Tallahassee with FSU?
4: Um,
6: I think oh, that's a lot. It's hard to only choose.
0: One. You can give. You can give the War Chan one. We'll mm-hmm. let that one always be there. But if there's something right. else you want to add. We know the War is probably one of the biggest things recruits want to come uh-huh. to uh, to be to be around.
6: I think just the just the um, the coaching staff and all the players, and um, just the just the potential we have um, in the future that really excites me. But I think playing under Coach at uh, Norvell really is the um, <laughs> probably the biggest one, and uh, being personally coached by Coach Thompson because he's been a, he's been coaching since I'm uh, pretty sure before I was born, so he <laughs> knows what he's talking about. So that's just, it's like just the coach, the offensive coaches, and just being around some great players. That's just only going to make me better as well.
0: I think those are some very solid picks for sure, most certainly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to come on here and join us. Uh, we look forward to continuing to cover you uh, through your career at FSU. And if you ever need anything, we are always here too. I'm sure Nate has told you that too. Um, Thank you. Uh, but we wish you the best of luck. Um, safe travels too, when you do make that trek all the way from Cali to Tali. Um, And yeah, man, be safe. And uh, thank you again for joining us on here. Thank you. All right. So we are back now. Definitely. Thanks to Kobe for coming over with us. That's our first recruitment interview. If you guys like those, I think we're going to continue to try to do those for a little bit during the off season, at least maybe into the season. If we have some time, Uh, I think it's a cool perspective to get uh, uh, these guys, um, uh, perspective on their, on the university too, uh, before even getting here. And, and also we get the inside uh, uh, look at, you know, how Mike Norvell is recruiting um, and what he's like uh, behind the scenes. So cool stuff from Kobe. Uh, you guys ready for some FSC trivia? I forget who, I always forget who's leading what and where and how.
3: Uh, I believe I tied it up. All right. seven, seven.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think you did tie it up. I believe, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's tied seven-seven.
0: Yeah, it is. I have it. Uh, I have it written down over here somewhere.
2: Where'd it go? All
0: right. Well, I lost it. That's awesome.
2: What'd you write down? Seven-seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, uh, but it's gone now. So I guess it doesn't matter, though.
2: I doubt you even wrote anything down to begin with. Yeah, Do they- you don't seem like much of a writer.
0: No. Uh, oh wow, that's rude. Would you call me an editor?
3: Yeah,
0: poster. A <laughs> poster. <laughs> I like that. I'll take that title. <laughs> that's that's my talent is just posting. Uh, all right, so let's jump into this. We're going to stay on the uh, jersey numbers. Because uh, I thought that was pretty good last week. I had a pretty tough time. It was really embarrassing too. because
3: yeah, You're throwing as Grant Glennon and walk on linebackers.
0: Got to start and learning the
2: guys that were off the team.
0: You got to start the <laughs> team, boys. Got to start getting to know your players. And the jersey number is probably a good one to know whenever you're as, going to games.
3: Ask as me year. Will Miles' number. I'll know that.
0: Well, there you go, basketball nerd. Uh, let's see, number one here. What number? Did Fred Blintikoff wear?
3: Oh, that's easy. I, I have his jersey hanging on my wall. There you go. I have, I have a signed jersey that's hanging on my wall. This
2: is one for one. Come on. Come on, Dustin. It was, uh, 20, it was 25, right?
0: Yeah, 25.
3: <laughs> 25. 25. I, I scooped order. up an autographed jersey on eBay for like 45 bucks.
0: Okay, Dude, that's a steal. There you go. You can go to Austin if you ever need any eBay advice. Yeah. Austin's your guy. Uh, number two here. What number did Bob Sura wear at FSU?
2: Dude, Austin probably knows. Dude, Another Austin.
3: really easy one.
2: So <laughs> uh, <they'll> go first. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> 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 wow!
2: Come on, Dustin. Just, I'll just go get with it uh,
3: three. Oh, come on!
2: <sighs> three. Is that right?
3: Yes. Because we talked about it with Trent.
0: Yep. Oh, Wait. that's aggravating. That sucks. I feel bad for you, Austin. He's everywhere. Put your is up. Was that a guess, Dustin?
2: Yes, that was a guess.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, what number did Ron Simmons wear nose guard, Florida State? Uh, five seconds. Fifty. Three. Five. Two. two five. <laughs> what? Uh, no, he was not Marvin Jones. It was Ron Simmons, and he wore number 50, not number 55. Let's go. Austin takes an 8-7 to seven lead in FSU trivia. Wow. Dustin he, has he, lost his lead. He
3: guessed, he guessed all three and got the three questions. I mean, you're That's, right. aggravating.
0: That's, That's aggravating. That sucks.
4: <laughs>
3: hey, but I made it to three. Yeah, I'm impressed somewhat.
0: Yeah, it's not too terrible. I don't think. It's kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is.
2: Well, there's, uh, there's always next week, guys.
0: There's always next week. You're you're correct. And, Dustin, if you want to, do you want to kind of give a hint or maybe, I don't know, do we have a guest coming on next week that uh, I think FSU fans should be pretty excited about?
2: Maybe, but, I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> after what Nate after what Nate said earlier, I got no idea. We'll, we'll find out. I think I think be all right. Well, yeah, we could have a a former FSU defensive lineman coming on, former first round NFL draft pick. So we'll mm. just have to see.
0: Yep, we will have to see. We'd be rolling then. I think that'd be like four straight weeks of hot guests.
2: Four out of five. If we get this one on here, I might just have to break out a cigar. Victory cigar, baby.
0: <laughs> you do that. Uh, I'm going to look for a really bad dad joke to end off the podcast so we can get everybody to go ahead and cut yeah. off the podcast. I,
3: I've, got, I've got four. I don't i have got want to use all four of them. Oh, God. Um,
0: okay. I, I want to save some for next week,
3: obviously, in case I can't find any. Um, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, I, I'll start. I'll start this one off. Uh, what do you call a belt made of $100 bills? Um, I don't know. A waste of time. A waste of time? Oh, my God. Or a waste of money. Sorry. I, I messed up. I was like, a, <laughs> wa- a waste of money. A waste of, <laughs> a waste of time and money, honestly. A waste of money.
0: <laughs> oh, Austin blew it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I blew all it. All week.
3: <laughs>
2: I blew it. We've got four ready to go here. Reads the first one wrong. <laughs> it, was, it,
3: it was really my third one because I was skipping around, but yeah.
2: Mm.
3: I'm tired. I, had, I actually had to work today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Is that a shot at me and Dustin?
3: Mainly Dustin because he got up at 3 p.m.
2: I didn't get up at 3 p.m. I got up at 1 p.m. I thought you said 3 p.m. I didn't say any p.m., I just said a few hours ago. Mm, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You or me, Logan? Uh, you go ahead. You got it. All right. What do you call a naughty lamb dressed up like a skeleton for Halloween?
4: <laughs> what?
2: Bad to the bone. Oh,
4: oh, my gosh.
0: I think the first part of it is the funniest. Oh, my.
2: A naughty lamb. Body <laughs>
3: limbs dressed as a skeleton.
0: <laughs> uh, what's a 6.9? Nice. Another great thing screwed up by a period. Oh. <laughs> uh, um,
3: I guess that'll lead me into my next one. Uh, My massage therapist got fired. I guess she rubbed people the wrong way.
2: Yikes.
0: You, I hate to hear that. That's tough. Hate to hear it. Rubbed the wrong way. She, she should keep her job and get a better tip. Uh. <laughs> Doesn't <Dustin> all right. <laughs> uh, what do you call a useless piece of skin on a penis? Dude, what do you go oh,
3: to to find your don't, damn joke, don't, bro? Don't even don't. do this. A don't, man. Don't...
4: Oh man. <laughs>
0: Oh no! it was just on this side. I had to do it. Oh no! Oh, I can't do this one. This one uh, will be canceled. All
2: right. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Which state has the most streets? Florida. Rhode-, Rhode Island. <sighs> oh,
0: Makes God. sense. Makes oh, sense. <laughs> oh, brutal!
2: I'm staying brutal. away from Logan's genre.
0: Oh, uh, having sex, having sex <laughs> in an elevator is wrong on so many levels.
3: I don't even know don't if that's a dad that joke. Yeah, part. don't tell that to Aerosmith.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
3: my horse has insomnia and keeps everyone awake. She's a nightmare. Oh, come on now.
0: Come on. <laughs> She's got to be something better. <laughs> oh, God. Lordy Day. <laughs> Alright, uh, Dustin.
3: Wrap, wrap it up here. Give us a good one. I
2: feel like we already did this before.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
2: So, yeah, I definitely did this one before. Man, that would have been a good one. Uh,
0: I've got one and I can end it. but.
2: Alright, end this bitch then.
0: What kind of bees make milk? Bees. boobies
2: oh, i tried wow
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> oh man it just gets cringier week after week doesn't it
3: yep but it, it started off badly with me messing up a punchline it, it didn't get better
0: yeah this, this has been rough that, that was tough there and thankfully we had patrick on and kobe to save this podcast um, not, our, not our best kind of week there, but you know what? That's all. We come back. We bounce back. Like like Dustin said, hopeful to have a big-time guest on next week. Really excited about that. Thanks to Patrick. Thanks to Kobe. Uh, thanks to the guys here also, uh, Austin and Dustin. Um, And if if you're listening on iTunes, feel free to rate us five stars and leave a review. It really helps a lot. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, too, so you'll be notified every time we go live. Uh, This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, also YouTube for you YouTube freaks. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's going to do it. really appreciate you guys listening. As always, we've seen a good amount of listeners the last couple weeks. So uh, welcome if you're new. Um, and if you're not new, then I give you a golden star because you're still stuck around with us and really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have some sports coming up soon um, in the future to talk about. But everybody stay safe. Wear a mask. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.